When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am resigning as leader. There will be a great deal of agreement. There should be a new leader of that party and therefore a new prime minister. Breaking news. Comedian and presenter Russell Kane has just been announced as the new prime minister of the United Kingdom. He's currently in high-level governmental meetings with his advisors Matt Richardson and Lauren Bell-Cross, formulating his policies and strategy. Hello and welcome to I Am Prime Minister, the podcast that gives celebs, comedians and influencers the keys to number 10 and a chance to run the country. Uh, please do, obviously, rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify and watch us on YouTube because I've got a mortgage. Uh, today we are with our brand new Prime Minister. Taking the keys of Downing Street is Russell Kane. Congratulations on your shock victory. Thank you. And I would also, this is for the edit if you can manage it, cut straight to the YouTube video where there is a conspiracy theorist genuinely suggesting that I am actually Rishi Sunak and we've never been seen together. I swear to you, that you is... That you is, look like white that, Rishi Sunak. That is, well... I'm Wrong or, accent, White, though. that's very kind of you. I'm orange, I'm, orange, I'm from Essex. <laughs> in fact, white would be one of the biggest insults you could level in. As we all know, the orange don't crack. And no, so that's... Not only do I get told I look like um, Anglo-Saxon uh, Rishi Sunak, even though I'm only 48% Anglo-Saxon... Um, I there is a conspiracy theory that I am him. So so today on I am Prime Minister, you have a guest who actually is rumoured to be the real Prime Minister. No, I think that might be the closest we get to a real Prime Minister on Possibly. this show. Look, yeah. I'm here to help you as well as uh, Lauren Bellcross, your chief political advisor uh, and our resident hello. political expert. Uh, look, we need to get started by naming your party. Your victory was so quick, we didn't even, we didn't even have a chance to name the party. What are we going to go for? Uh, the Moves. The Moves. Yeah. Why the Moves? Move party. Actually, that's a bit UKIP-y, isn't it? Is there any? No. I, yeah, they got like a bit of purple, don't they? UKIP. Do you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be the Super Greens because a I eat Super Greens on a daily basis. Yeah. And I genuinely believed that the solution to the economic crisis is lays within the challenge lies within the challenge to our environmental crisis. It's annoying that Keir Starmer's just said it after I've been saying it for two years with his 28 billion pound green super plan. Uh, I still won't vote for the company man Bellend, but uh, <laughs> I, I I do believe that's the solution is to take a lefty covered in hummus think of the grandchildren issue yeah. and cover it in money for the i don't care if i tread on a peasant and if you bring those two <laughs> tribes together windmill farms <laughs> that's it so give people lots of money to build women to I've, build windmill let, let's farms. be let's, let, let's yeah. be when they look back in 200 years go well, like we look back and go, do you remember the coal mines? Let them look back and go, God, do you remember Britain in, in, the, in the 2030s, how rich they became because of the green mines? Why? Someone's going to fucking do it. So how about, here's, Some, here's a first policy for you. So instead of the big wind turbines that nobody likes, people complain about them all the time. I quite like them. I don't understand why people yeah. don't. But instead of that, we'll go for a more retro aesthetic of it, of the sort of proper windmills you get in rivers and stuff. We'll nice. redesign them. The, the, nice. the Tories would like that because it's sort of classic, isn't it? That would go well with my first policy, which is complete legalisation of all cannabis-related products. Uh, that would Super very, green by nature. Because so I've never met anyone that needs to mellow out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I just... I, I 
believe that is. I, I, I believe it's. I don't. I don't fucking. Everyone's. Like, I don't want to look at a windmill. Try burning to death in a drought. No, I'd still rather do that than look at a windmill. <laughs> Can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the first clip we put up there. Just singing the word. Cunt. I don't. I don't understand. I just. I just don't. I don't get it. How watch it, thinking of your grandchildren burning to, burning to death yeah. in global uh, change is less inconvenient than a windmill on the horizon. Do you find yourself? Uh, are you more worried about it as well? Because you have children do you, do you does it it's stress not, you it's out it's not that wanky it, to me it's more it's more real politic pragmatic yeah we're a dying pathetic like 90 year old rock star still doing concerts thinking we're harry styles that's us politically and economically in the world and we still got it in our leather trousers and over here is an arena full of nursing homes where they will actually pay to hear us sing. But we're like, no, 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 we still, the kids still like us. Like, fucking get real, Britain. We're <laughs> fucked. Let, we need to do something new. And that new thing is, is over there. Let's, let's make, it's my way of motivating the righties. Let's selfishly make more money than everyone else yeah. whilst rolling in hummus and freeing Tibet and being vegans at the same time. You can, you can do both. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Have your cake and eat it. That's why I'm green. Professor, have your hummus and eat it. You may have detected uh, I, I vote green. Uh, but, do you uh, live somewhere where that's a wasted vote, though? No, uh, because even though he can't be elected, his name is Dick Vane, and I'm not making <laughs> that up. My local green MP is Dick Vane. Uh, I don't know whether it is this time. Double You'd check go it. for Rich, wouldn't you? He was last time. Dick Vane in Cheshire. Uh, so not only does that, but it goes with my porn aspirations as well. <laughs> but I'm from Essex, so I, of course, had all my veins relaxed. And also, so I don't offend any Gen Zers, I've relaxed the wrinkles in my scrotum because that could be triggering to Gen Z females. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Vane is... I mean, you've got to vote for is that guy. Dick Vane's. Yeah. Dick Vane's. That, no, that no, works no, even better. S silent, the S is silent. It's French. Dick Vane. <laughs> Don't try and make it cleaner. Yeah, it's Dick, Dick Vane's. There we go. Love that. The silent yeah. S. Um, great. Well, what we'll do now is we'll go through a few departments and work out your policies on it. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, business and trade. Yeah. Now you're quite a savvy guy. Yeah. Uh, you've done lots of things. You know, you've uh, you sort of have a lot of fingers in a lot of pies when it comes to business. I do. Where does this come from? Is this your Essex roots? Wheeling dealing. I think I'm just a, gra a grafter. Um, I've always, my dad just raised, my pocket money stopped at 11. I wish I was exaggerating. It sounds like something from a Dickens novel. My pocket money stopped at 11 and my dad was like, right, you're on your own. My, there's, my dad had Jewish heritage, no Jewish religion, and, and not enough Jewish heritage for me to be allowed to do a Jewish joke on stage, annoyingly. <laughs> uh, but my dad uh, was, still was passed down that you're a man at 11, which was nice for my childhood. And um, so that was it. I had no income at 11. So what did you do? Paper round. Seven days a week. Every day before school and Saturday and Sunday. Wow. Uh, and I just, for me, but I was like, I thought it was great because I had my own money. It wasn't until I got like into older, into my 20s and started mingling with middle class people. I was like, shit, that was quite harsh. Um, so, yeah, I'd know when I got to 16, my dad sat me down and went, you're not going to university. We can't afford it. You'll have to pay for yourself. So I then knew I had to get a job, save up and go to uni a bit later. Yeah. So I went when I was 20, 21 instead. So we think, oh, this is interesting. So child labour laws are coming back then. <laughs> <laughs> no, See, no, that's that's why I've got, in answer to your question, yeah, that's why, why, you do it. why yeah, I'm yeah, so fine. savvy with money is because I fucking had to be. So there are lots of there are lots of things here. So like, what, what do you think? Like, So you've got a business at the moment as well, Joel. Yeah, so my wife. About, uh, so I started comedy. I already had a really nice career. I worked in advertising. I was head copywriter within 18. I started on travel cards, 
being paid £30 a week. Then I went up to £100 a week. And then 18 months later, I was head copywriter at Billington Cartmel in London, fucking just earning a ridiculous salary. And on my way to creative director, I'd made it. The first chat from my postcode, sitting on fluffy couches like this, brainstorming, doing posh middle-class things, flat in Clapham, two pedigree cats, lovely girlfriend. I, I was up and running and then fucking stand-up comedy comes into my life. Like going back to drugs, I would draw a comparison with heroin, really. Yeah. I went and tried this thing one night because everyone's told me my whole life I'm really funny. Um, but I'd never, coming from my background, you don't go to the theatre at the weekend. Your dad gets a curry, you get high over the park, you come back and eat the leftovers and you do that until you leave school with no GCSEs. That's your childhood, get on with it. If you're lucky, you'll get a hand job. Uh, by the dog shit bin from Cross-Eyed Donna if you give her 10 B and H. That, I mean, that was my okay, childhood. Okay, so Cross-Eyed Donna back into government yeah. then. So I, I'd never had any contact with theatre or stand-up, mm. ever. And I'm now 25, living my dream in an ad agency. One night, like doing a bungee jump, I was like, what have I got to lose? I don't watch stand-up, bores me shitless. I'd never been to see it. I had no fucking interest in it. I just enjoy being funny off the cuff. Yeah. Um, I went and did it and it was like, I threw up. And I had diarrhea for the whole day and the next day, but it was the best feeling I've ever had. And then I was hooked. My life fell up. I lost a stone. I lost my girlfriend. I missed mortgage payments. And eventually, after two years, my what about the cats? My creative, I kept the cats. Okay, fine. Uh, I kept okay. I, my creative director went. You've got to make a choice. So it is analogous with heroin. Yeah. I couldn't stop, even though it I, destroyed your life. Basically, yeah. My whole social life was gone. So in our drugs policy, we're not not legalising heroin then? It would, that comes top of the most But actually, we, uh, we are banning stand-up because yeah. it's stand too addictive. Yeah. It was unreal. <laughs> it's so, not good for your mental health either. <laughs> so now I'm 28, 29 with an act which is like fucking Lee Evans on crack. And <laughs> I start to get all this amazing... Any competition I did, I just fucking won it. I was like, is this actually happening to me? I thought, surely I can't win the Edinburgh one. Fucking went in for that. Took a couple of go, won that fucker. But now I'm 30 fucking five. What use is that at 35? Getting out of breath on stage, belly appearing, lines start to appear, as they should, if you're age 35. So that's when I start to get interested in, can you slow ageing scientifically? Going back to the empirical double-blind research and all these weird compounds, diet, exercise, and that's what I started doing 13 years ago. And I've kept my biological age around about 35, 36. How? By, by any measure you can take. How, like, what, what are you doing then? Well, three of, three of them people aren't interested in. Diet, exercise, sleep, stroke, stress management. Yeah, 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 but what pills should you take it? No, 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 no. Diet, exercise, sleep, stress management. Do not be fucking taking a magic pill on top of a Burger King and no sleep. Just to open your toilet, take your money and flush it. Mm. It'll be more use to you. If you're willing to move a bit each day, I'm not even talking about... Turn I'd have not been to a gym today. Have I done 50 minutes of activity? Fucking two right in my hotel room, hanging off doors, pull-ups, star jump, anything. Um, just don't eat shit. Eat carbs, eat fat, eat protein. Just don't eat any processed shit. Nothing. Stuff your face with red meat, but make sure it's grass-fed, good red meat. Yeah, yeah. Eat carbs, but make sure they're, they're whole grains. Because just don't eat shit. Twix is not, it's not a food, you fucking dickhead, right? And um, so once I fixed those and then started putting evidence-based supplementation on top, that was what supercharged what I was doing. And I've, some stuff has gone backwards. Yeah. Definitely. My, my, I don't pull muscles anymore. I don't get tired anymore. Um, 
people meeting me for the first time, guessing my age, which is all I've got to go on, uh, apart from the myriad blood tests and biological tests I've done, they always guess, 30s, always. Yeah. Uh, I've grown my hair back at the crown. Like, this shit fucking works, man. It, it works. Because, so, look, I mentioned this as business, but actually, this feels like health policy, really. Health. Yeah, yeah, this An- feels like loads. So you think... Would anti-ageing it- would save the... If we took anti-ageing seriously, it would help the NHS a lot more than increasing its budget to deal with diabetes, for so, example. As Prime Minister, something you can do... Like, we can ban processed food, then. Like, in your premiership, let's get rid oh, of it. No, I wouldn't ban it, because human beings aren't babies. Just to go a bit farage on you. Yeah. But uh, what I would do is, I would treat it the way we treat... It blows my fucking mind that if I go to buy a cigarette, I can see a dying dad holding a toddler's hand with a black hole in his lung, spewing green down his chest. But if I go to buy a Cadbury's cream egg... It's just got a colourful packaging. Now, which do you think is more dangerous? 20 cigarettes a day or five stone overweight? You know the answer, by the way, I've asked the question, right? (laughs) Go to the nursing home tomorrow, show me the smoking 100-year-olds. There's a few. Show me the miserable, stressed, never married 100-year-olds. There's a few. Show me the 100-year-olds that have never exercised. There's a few. Show me the fat people in the nursing home. There are none, right? I'm not against any sort of body shape, and nothing fills me with more joy than to see someone happy with what shape they are. But it will kill you. It fucking will. Right, so uh, policy number one in health, uh, we're going to kill fat people. <laughs> no, um, we, so look, but I think this is great. Like, I think the stress and sleep thing is something that... No, do governments ever go after stress and sleep, Lauren? Is that something that It's one of the things the they world? notice, but it's not something that... You're right, they don't... There's not nearly enough money or effort spent in that so i don't know if you knew that you a gp can prescribe someone a uh, a pt session really they can they they have the power to do so to prescribe a pt session um to do exercise and to do those kind of things you describe but so often than not it's just not it's not and do you know know why because well the you know do you know when they self-reports why gps don't do that because they find it too hard to have the conversations with overweight people about their weight because it kicks off yeah yeah as a society, we're too shy about having this uh, this conversation, right? Just label food properly. It's as simple as that. Nothing wrong with a Twix or a box of Frosties if it had the dying dad not meeting his grandchildren plastered on the front. That's what happens with cigarettes. It should happen with anything that's going to spike your blood sugar like that. If we sort out, not lifespan, I don't give a shit if I live to 100 or 60. What I want is health span. Yeah. The percentage of years that I'm on the earth feeling vital. So if I'm going to die at 60, I would like to be 59 and 364 days having the best day of my life and then bang. Yeah. That's, that's what... You, we all know people that have died like that who they're normally 90 or 100 years old. There's many species on Earth that age like that. That's how human beings could age Yeah. if we didn't increase our inflammation with shit, diet, sleep, stress and lack of movement. Yeah. How do you manage the sleep thing, though? Like, Especially if, like, look, I think sleep is so important, especially yeah. as a comic, you realise that, mm. um, uh, that it is... Really important. Um, but this is something I don't think governments have ever gone for this before. Like getting maybe like a national bedtime is what everyone needs. Yeah. Educa- education. Yeah, yeah. About about sleep. Again, it's if your diet and your... So my wife's business is called Jolt. We did, she, she saw me each day and I open my medicine cabinet in the morning and it's fucking full of 
like you wouldn't believe it hundreds of weird like fucking an elon musk level of potions and pills so my wife said to me what are the top seven that have been proved to work on mammals in a in a lab that you take that's actually slow or reverse aging so i went it's the, these seven so she, she's combined those into one supplement yeah. all top grade third party checked and she's launched jolt and it's fucking smashing it and we're like, oh, leave it out you can't stop aging so do you know what we did we actually just did a clinical trial i was so confident I took diverse pe people, females over 50, young, ripped, personal trainer, male, and every the whole group got younger in six weeks. The whole group's hormonal profiles, they changed nothing other than, than the supplementation. So we've just proved, as far as I know, there is no other, no, nothing else in the UK that can say prove to does make this you mean younger. That, uh, does this mean you're going to walk out of Downing Street because your wife's going to become a billionaire? No, but she would come in like a, like a rich wife. Ah, that's never worked before, has it, as a prime minister? I can't, <laughs> I can't think of a prime minister well, whose rich conspiracy. wife bankrolls his tiny height. I mean, a tiny budget. <laughs> only going to fuel the conspiracy theories. You are. This is only going to fuel the conspiracy theories. Yeah, that you're, I am, uh, Rishi, yeah. But also, like, look, and also, Don't I think there will be conspiracy movement. theories when every time you do a briefing, you're like... Why is, it, why is this like Benjamin Button shit happening? But the people You're going to end up with a baby by the time you leave Downing Street. Our catchphrase on Jolt is don't eat shit, move a bit. Oh, it's so complicated. You need to eat carbs. No, fuck it. Just stop eating shit, move a bit, and you'll be okay. Go to Italy on a plane. So I'm not saying they're politically ideal, but when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to, once you've got past the hookers and the pervy men, it's full of people eating pasta which has got three ingredients in it it's full of slim fuckers and red wine uh, the slim fuckers and do you know what their secret is it's going to blow your mind listeners eating a medium amount of some stuff some of the time let me just repeat that really fucking complicated diet plan a medium amount of some stuff some of the time in do you know why we or do you know what we fucking love in the uk slimming world because it yeah. plays to the british mentality of starve gorge our balance books 2008 skin lots of money australia yeah credit crunch hit them a bit every part of british society nothing lots recession rich drunk fucking detox reading and leeds festival nervous breakdown into care <laughs> slimming world is lettuce leaf every day save up your sins bin bag of fucking snickers on saturday oh no i'm shitting blood how did that happen because you fucking ate lettuce, then a bag of Snickers, you bellend. Just <laughs> mellow it out. Just eat, just, um, just don't overthink it. Yeah. You don't need a gym membership. You don't need to cut out a food group. Just fucking, uh, what I said to my, some people, some of my, members of my family, that were like, I wouldn't even know where to start. Where's my oxygen tank? I said, just <laughs> stand up during the ad breaks. If you're listening to this and you think I'm talking shit and you're swearing at your listening device, and if you have legs and you're lucky enough to have legs that you can use, because many people don't, stand up during, every time a YouTube ad roll, rolls, stand up. That's all you're going to do for a week. If you see adverts, you're going to stand. That's it. Find me the human being with legs that is not willing to do that. And then they're probably very happy in their own skin. And I'm jealous. Yeah. Great. Well, look, I think look, we, we started with business, but that felt more like health as well. That's health. Really, yeah. really combined we create it. create a new department. We don't need to just create one. We just create, amalgamate health and business into a department of well-being. We'll department of well-being. Oh, I, I love, love it. 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 Sounds It sounds a bit Orwellian, but we don't mean it. It sounds a bit like yeah. when Paltrow's one running yeah. it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. We're not getting our own government, though. No, just, no, you know. no, absolutely not. Uh, so we're going to move on do now. You know, do you know a fact about Gwyneth Paltrow? Her vagina smells of candle. <laughs> That's the, that was the twist. That's why I can, it just smells of candle. We're not putting out a similar governmental no, rage, are we? I've met Chris Martin, and it's, it is quite waxy, he told me. <laughs> Allegedly. 
<laughs> right, we're going to move on now to your next department, culture, media and sport. Yes. So you are, you are obviously a cultured man nowadays. I think so, yeah. Do you think you were saying earlier about um, being working class and not being into the theatre and culture yeah, and not... stand up and things? Do you think that's something that we as a government now can do and oh. sort of give theatre and culture to everyone? We're not going to like this policy. The teachers aren't going to like it. But this is my experience of growing up, right? So my, it's not my mum and dad's fault. My mum's a fucking cleaner and my dad's a lagger. That's, that job is so working class, most of you won't know what it is. It's someone who goes down into a boiler house and puts the really itchy lagging on the outside of pipes. Horrible fucking job. We weren't going to fucking Verdi at the weekend and shit like that, right? He was just sitting in a chair watching Play Your Cards Right, recovering before it all starts again on a Monday. You can't really expect knackered working class people with no money to start enjoying the, the opera. What you can do is when we get bright working class children how can we like i was how do we capitalize that on that mm. we used to have the 11 plus but my dad failed his 11 plus my mum failed 11 plus my wife comes from an area where they had 11 plus she failed that my brother-in-law failed it and it devastated their lives so it's obviously not a fucking workable policy no. to, so but so but why should children like me who would have loved the opportunity to be around kids who want to learn also pay the price so this is my idea Go on. And it has got some evidence. Get to, I would always turn into a girly up till I was about 13 and I just wanted to be a mandem and I was lost. But up till 13, bright, girly swat, overtaking the posh kids, summer holidays, down again, all the way down, yeah. no cultural activities, dog shit bin, Donna with a cross site, and then back to school. <laughs> and now I'm below the posh kids. Yeah. You know what they did in their holidays? Natural History Museum, Tuscany, topping up. We need, I'm not suggesting less holiday overall, you just need less long gaps so mm. that working class children don't have the don't fall behind. I do think, that I, I agree with this actually, that the six weeks is too long, especially because, look, my mum works in a school where she deals with all the vulnerable kids, mm -hmm. the kids that go away for six weeks and there's abuse in the home, there's yeah. drugs in the home, there's all these problems, yeah. and they send them off and their lives get markedly worse of for six weeks. Of course. And then they come back worse kids than they were before because they've spent a year building them up for their parents, essentially, in this case, to fuck them up. Yeah, so that's an anecdotal proof of what I'm talking yes. about. Also, longer school days. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's all money. But the thing is, there's something, I school something like the PISA rating or something. And it's how how influential your school life is versus your home life in a ratio. So what you want with a good education system, so like Finland, for example, is you want more, you want the teachers in the school to have more influence on the developing child in a work, in a poor or vulnerable environment than the school. How are you going to do that when you're doing nine to three and six weeks off? It's a losing battle. Mm. So we need to shift this ratio so the school has more impact. We need to probably make sure I'm not say abolish private schools because I do send my daughter to a private I do send my daughter <laughs> to a private school would I be would I what would I do if private schools were abolished I would plough my money into the local comp and make it the fucking bollocks that's what yeah I would yeah but, well there used to be a scheme called the assisted places scheme where right working class kids who couldn't afford it got sent to private schools by local authorities yeah um that sort of helped some people I you know um but then it got chucked by Blair because it was said to be elitist. Would you bring yeah. something like that in? I p personally would try and make all schools more equal. This idea, this for me, I always laughed, even as a teenager, at the word comp comprehensive, same education for school. It's not. It's a yeah. private school system decided by your postcode in your house. Yeah. If you can afford a posh big house, you go to a school full of posh big kids. Yes, there's crossovers in a city, but broadly speaking... 
It is a private school system. It's tagged to your fucking mortgage and postcode. So we need to try and find a way to, to fix that. We also, I think just, they've done it in America. They, did, they went to the worst part of New York, single parents, fucking crackheads, and they made one change. Longer school days, less holidays. And, and it works. They turned into fucking nerds. Of course they did. Because they don't know anything other. They're getting in tired, sleeping and going back to school. There wasn't any, there was less chance for the shit that used to get me on the bus on the way home. You know, the Rizzler starts calling quite See, early. See, I'm surprised you were ever a bit of a mandem. I thought you were always very swatty. I was fine till I was about 12 or 13. And then, this is a common phenomenon, particularly with boys, your value system inverts. Only for 10 years, so that the tougher you are, the quicker you lose your virginity, the more drugs that you've tried earlier, the more props, as we would say, you've got with your peer group. So of course, I didn't. I wanted to be popular. Mm. That's why I've become a comedian. I'm a, it's, if you can tolerate being unpopular, smelling of wee and playing chess, you will get high grades. As some <laughs> but most of us want to get laid. We want to try weed. You just, you're a teenager. Yeah, yeah. And before you realise it, oh, shit, I'm 21. I'm fucked. I'm an old man in an old man's job on a building site. That's it. Bang, 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 65 dead. And that over and over again, generation after generation. Yeah. 11 plus was a good idea, but it didn't work for the reasons we've said. Yeah. Well, there is some evidence to support your idea of shorter lengths of break. So one of the countries that's cited as the having the longest amount of school days a year is Korea. It's got 220. North. We've got North. a right. <laughs> not, not North. North, North Korea. They never go <laughs> 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. They're taken out of the womb with a glove and into the factory. <laughs> Practical education. But no, we won't do that. But by comparison, we, we've yeah. got 190 days. They've yeah. got 220. So do another so, month school a year. Yeah. Wow. But look at their results. Yeah. yeah. And they're great singers. I don't know what their social mobility uh, rate is, but, you know. <laughs> So we're going to move on now to, um, we've covered a lot here. We've covered environment and net zero. Uh, finally, though, we're going to go into transport. Now, you're a comedian. I always like asking comedians about transport who've just become prime minister because yeah. you've got a comprehensive view in it. Are you an electric car guy? Not yet, because Charging. Um, I've, ex I've experimented. We, we leased one and it was so stressful. Watching the clock tick down, you're getting off stage 2am in rural Scotland. That's it. So you end up burning a lot more fuel because you've got to go to a hotel and use electricity. When I would have gone home, it was a false economy. Yeah, yeah. Once you can get six, 700 miles out of a battery, or even better, every forecourt in the land has, a, has as many rapid chargers as petrol and diesel pumps, or, or less going forward. So what we need is charging that we're nearly there, that can be done in 15, 10 to 15 minutes, because mm -hmm. this is the real world and people have deadlines and lives, and they need to be in every petrol station. Until then, most jobs that require driving probably won't gamble no. an electric car. Well, they've started in uh, Sweden, uh, they're experimenting with a charging rail. So when you're driving on the road, if you need to charge, there's something that comes out the bottom of the car and drags along a rail and you can charge on the motorway. Ooh. Fucking hell. Imagine but by that point, you go, that's a train. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just a tram. Yeah. <laughs> just, you're driving a tram, Gary, come on. <laughs> oh, those mushrooms are great. <laughs> so when I, my dad, because like, I think I'm a, my politics are largely formed by being as opposite to my father as possible, yeah. Darth Vader style. And... Um, <laughs> My, my old man just had a visceral fear of the electric car, which some people, it's hard to, of all the things you can be phobic about, someone driving an electric car, it does baffle me. Uh, so I bought a 
Prius. Uh, second hand, I was so happy. I was doing my tour and I felt like I was, I was doing my first lot of driving and I thought, this is, I'm doing something here. Now, fucking, you bought Jap crap, boy. A load of old fucking Jap crap. You want to drive a Merc? I'm thinking, that German, they literally fought us in the war. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to correct him. Uh, They're diesel. more on side with the Japanese Diesel, dad. you want to drive a diesel automatic Merc. He was, it was like, he was obsessed with it like a religion. So I got this Prius and it's the only accident I've ever had in my entire life. Car accident, I didn't shit myself. <laughs> and uh, I was driving and there was a car upside down, sideways on the M11, no lights. And I'm doing 70. It just came out of nowhere. I didn't hit it. I swerved to miss it. Nearly hit the central reservation. Swerved and then <laughs> central reservation. Just <laughs> It wasn't a bad accident, but it, yeah. broke. It's, it was enough to write the car off. And I had to get towed home, called my parents. Oh, I've been in an accident and I eventually got home. It was about 5am just as the sun was coming up. My dad was in the front garden with his arms folded and the car's all smashed up on the back and I'm in the front of the uh, wagon with the guy and my dad put his head in through the window and said to me, it's zero emissions now, isn't it, boy? <laughs> <laughs> he waited. He waited for two hours <laughs> to and deliver you? that zinger. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, you know, like... Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm obsessed with transport at the moment just because trains are awful, car, yeah. cars are bad, oh, roads I travel are bad. with a uh, Avanti. <laughs> uh, honestly, what is going on with Avanti? They need to lose their fucking... Do you know what Avanti... Do you know what branding? Avanti, if you don't know, you probably do because it goes from Glasgow to London, so almost everyone's used it, even if you're in the West or the... West Coast mainline. Right. Yeah. For train obsessives, of which there are undoubtedly people but, are going to But most in. people loads. have... Well, even if you're from Wales, you're going to come into London and end up using it, so most people will know it. So they've got the main vein running through this country from Glasgow to London. You love a vein, don't you? Dick vein. And uh, they've <laughs> gone with... They've gone... This is their branding. So if you were a beleaguered train cancelling, poorly managed, horrible to your staff, the staff who I support 110%, by the way, would you really go with a tortoise with cash in its mouth as your branding? Because that's <laughs> Is what that what they've gone for? They've gone with a fucking tortoise with a mouthful of cash. It was supposed to say, oh, hair and the tortoise, but that still means we're slow, but we fucking get there in the end. <laughs> there it is, a tortoise. And... So, as because most people spend the whole journey swearing, including the staff joining in with the passengers yeah. swear, swearing at the Italian parent company that own it. Um, Italian government company, by the way. Yeah. So they're, they're, making, they're, they're making money off of our railways. How bad must their railways be then if that's what they export? <laughs> probably work fine. They use the money to repair this. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, and they've gone with a tortoise with cash in its mouth. That's disgusting. I oh, know. That's fucking horrendous. But, it, again, it's... At least you can get from Manchester to London. If you're asking me about transport, oh, we need HS2. Oh, I can't do it. It's too hard. What are you, fucking five? Uh, so go across. How about going across the country? It breaks my heart having to listen to poor Andy Burnham going, oh, we need an oven powerhouse. They're just words. Like, try and get from Liverpool to Manchester to Leeds. If you could join Liverpool, Manchester, Leeds and Sheffield, properly join them, London would finally have some competition. Yeah. But yeah. you need four of them, maybe five to compete with London and go all the way across to the North East, super fast across. At the moment, and your listeners will think I'm inventing this, and Matt won't because he would have driven it. If you want to get from Sheffield to universities, airport, the home of British Steel, massive city, to Manchester, a globally recognised city with an airport yeah. and two universities. It's bad. Snakes Pass is the road you have to travel. Uh, it, an almost medieval pebble path through the Peak District. I got off stage in Barnsley. This is fucking 2023. And the stage manager went, I, I wouldn't try to get home tonight. 
I went, why? I went, there's fog on snakes, pass. You'll have to stay over. I couldn't get from basically what is Sheffield to Manchester at 11 at night because fog descended. There'll never be a fucking northern powerhouse if fog can stop two major economic centres connecting. Whereas you go to like, you know, you go to, you go to France, Switzerland, any of those, they just bore through the fuckers, don't they? Mm -hmm. Straight through like miles and miles of tunnels. Yeah. That's what you need. You need to connect. Uh, Minister, you need to connect the cities across. You know, they, they built all this BBC up in Manchester. I'm, I'm, I'm I live in Cheshire now because my wife's, my wife's from Seal. Um, so I've got uh, BBC half an hour, every single job, BBC job. Where is it? London, uh, the talent might travel. London, talent might travel. I want to do, I want to make the Prime Minister podcast. Let's make it in Manchester, to which Matt will go, mm, uh, no one will come up. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we just got to fucking fix it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and you think, obviously Leeds now the home of Channel 4. Indeed. But Temporarily. Loads of people won't go. I know, I know. Because they wanted Jon Snow to... Apparently, this is a story I, I heard on the grapevine, um, that's why he quit the news. He's like, I'm not going to Leeds when they go to Leeds. And that's what happens if you name yourself after a weather condition that will prevent your arrival. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Prime Minister, I think that is a perfect place to end. We've got what? loads we of good policy. Are you yeah, 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 we'd wait for you. This is it. Nice, quick recording. I love yeah. it. Um, we, you are on tour. Yeah, I'm just uh, finishing my previews um, right now and the tours has is just starting this in February, which is the month we're in. And I'm doing a, an intimate run of rooms just for the hardcore fans, two to 500 seats. Yeah. They, they are all sold out. However, I expect to reveal any day now, if not already revealed by the time you're listening to this, the main venues from September onwards. So Lovely. Be for those. It's oh, I dream of being at a point where two to 500 is intimate. Well, it, it, but it is for a, a comedy audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it always absolutely. will be. Absolutely. But, you know, when I did 32 in uh, Harrogate last tour, not ideal. Uh, and anyone, yeah. can, where can they find your dates? Just go to russellkane.co.uk. And you have a fantastic podcast called Evil Genius on BBC Sounds, which is also now a Sky show. Yes, I will get in trouble if I don't say it's a BBC Radio 4 podcast, Evil Genius. I'll get my, uh, my wrists slapped. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's where we take, there's a new series of that transmitting at the moment. And that's where we take people from history. It could be Winston Churchill. It could be Gandhi. It could be Richard Pryor, anyone dead or alive. And we let off shocking truth bombs around these people. And at the end, the panel of comedians have to vote evil or genius cancel or keep and my favorite bit of criticism is well i think i do don't you think people are a mixture of the two i think it's slightly simplistic and reductive game to which i say to you go on twitter and tweet just one bad sentence and you'll learn how much gray area there is left in society <laughs> <laughs> there's fucking none so get on board listen to people i've just made it for tv as well yeah so sky history yeah catch up with that wherever you get your sky content now, now TV, tv go there Catch up on that, but I've, honestly, I've got some great fact bombs that will blow your mind about politicians. Fucking, we just did Winston Churchill. Yeah, uh, for the the TV. Hey, season. look, and now you've been prime minister. Maybe you can be a subject of your own podcast one day. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll be I'll be camped. Hey, people always say to me, they will they'll say to you as well, Matt. Aren't you worried? Aren't you worried about being cancelled? And the things that Matt and I will be cancelled for is nothing that we've said today or next week, unless we're very unlucky and, and, and make a mistake of some stupid kind. You'll be cancelled for something you've said that's okay today that you cannot believe won't be okay in 20 years. Yeah. I guarantee in, within this chat we've just had, 
within 20 years, Gen C or whatever will be on by then, uh, will be like, oh my God, they were they were laughing about eating meat like it was a joke. The same way we would talk about rape now. Rape is not funny, right? Obviously not. But that's how meat will be spoken about. Yeah. When President Amstel, you know, makes it <laughs> outlawed. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Prime Minister, thank you very much. Breaking news. Due to a revolt in Parliament against the current Prime Minister for really quite obvious reasons, the United Kingdom is still looking for a new leader to run the country. I Am Prime Minister is a viral tribe production. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter and YouTube at IAMPM. PM.